3: Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of in the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we are covering WCW Saturday Night on TBS from February the 15th, 1992. If you're listening on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button and the thumbs up button as well. It is greatly appreciated as we continue to grow the our rather small but growing YouTube channel. And yes, this is February the 15th and not the 8th because uh, there was no show on the 8th. That's why. If you're wondering, hey, where'd the 8th go? It's gone. It's uh, it's not there. And before I throw it to Hopper and ask how he's doing, I want to give a big time shout out to Disrespectfully Classy, Marky e. Blassie, Mike Childry, Joe Weiss, and good old Justin. Thank you for your generous support on Patreon each and every month and being the sponsors of this show. Uh, Dr. Blassie is supposed to be returning to the show soon. Maybe it's already dropped. I don't know. We're trying to get it scheduled as we speak. Hopper, uh, let me welcome you in. This is a rarity. You're... Hey you're quote unquote early, but maybe a little late and Crockett. Whatever. crockett is crockett is definitely late he uh his lights went out <laughs> and he's he's scrambling right now to get everything going as the lights went out, so there's that, but uh, well, your lights are on, so that's all that matters I guess. Prophet,
4: You know right. what happened to me today,
3: oh please tell me this ought to be gold
4: I was I locked my keys in a fucking car this morning.
3: Did you call Papa lock in the fucking 1955 Chevy show up or whatever showed up like last time? Well,
4: well, what pissed me off is I'm in my car and GM like it's impossible to lock your cars and your keys in, in the car. Because even if you try to do it on purpose, it senses the keys are still in the car. So the car won't fucking lock because I've done it before. I would forget them and then I would lock it and close the door and it would beep, beep. You hear the lock, click, click, unlock. Like say, hey, asshole, the fucking keys are still in here. (laughs) This time that didn't fucking happen, bro. Why
3: not? I don't
4: know fucking why. I I don't know. It was fucked. And and the thing is, my company car, the battery went out in it uh, yesterday. So. I'm in my car for next I don't know fucking day or so until it gets a battery put in it. So this is I I just left like the office or whatever. And there's a racetrack gas station like right down the street. I go in to get a coffee and that's when I'm like, "What the fuck, dude? Are you fucking kidding me? And my phone is in the fucking car."
5: <laughs>
4: oh, I got no fucking way to fucking communicate. So I say, "Fuck this!" I go walk to the office, which is like a two minute walk. i think someone's gonna show up here sooner or later. So I'm just sitting there with my dick in my hand for like fucking twenty minutes. I'm like, "Bro, I can't just sit around here. I got shit to do." Right. And I can't. And I can't call anybody because there's no. I have no communication. So I look and there's a vacant office that just sits there that fucking no one uses and there's a phone sitting there it's like i'm gonna call fucking Papa lock but then i'm thinking what the fuck is their phone number <laughs> what the fuck is there and then i'm thinking i could i call tiffany what the fuck is her phone number that's when i realize i'm fucked because i don't know any fucking phone number so this phone is fucking useless and then then there's there's one phone number that's been tattooed in my brain since I was a kid that's still that's still uh, it's still active could could not you still remember your fucking old you know your childhood home phone number or your grandma's phone number and and shit like that? yeah, well it's my friend Randy. his phone number from as a kid is still tattooed in my fucking brain. So I I call I call his mama's house and she's like what? why why you like you know what the fuck you calling me for? And I was talking to his mom. I said, "Look, you're the only phone number I remember in my fucking head. <laughs> That's why I'm calling this number for the first time since fucking 1993 when Randy got a cell phone."
3: And so you think, you call, you called this house and his mom was there and she did pick up. Well, yeah, she picked up. She's like, what? Hey,
4: hey. I was like, this is Chris from down the street. Randy's friend. <laughs> and she's like, oh, look like it. What are you doing? I'm calling me. And That's what I told. Him. I was like, this is the only phone number I remember in my fucking head. <laughs> and thank God he was he just happened to be over there.
3: So did you, did you not know? I I missed it. Did you, did you call or hold on? Crockett's calling. Let me see if it'll let him, let me merge it. Oh, Hey, Crockett, I'm glad you joined. Harper's telling a story. I got to get the end of it before I welcome you in. Um, so I thought, did you call Tiffany or no?
4: No, because here's the thing is,
3: Oh God, here's the gold (laughs) and he's gone. (laughs) I don't know if you hit mute or something, but we can't hear you, Hopper. He he locked his keys and his phone in the car. So he's explaining how he's dead on arrival. He uh-huh. he has no means. He has no way to look up anybody's number. He has no. And he's in the middle of telling his story where he calls his friend Randy's house from when he was a kid. And his mom answers the phone. And that's where we <laughs> were left off. And Hopper, where are you? Please, we can't hear you. We're about to get the His gold. Lap- I want to see. I want to know how this ends.
6: His laptop got stolen now.
3: <sighs> oh my god! All right. Well, Crockett, how are you? Let Let's let's try. I don't know if it happened when I merged your you into the call or not, but that's when I lost him.
6: I, I started. I started. I heard him.
3: I, I did too. And, and, and it, all right. Well, he just uh. He just left. How are you? Let me welcome you in. Now, we're gonna get to the end of this Hopper story as soon as he comes back.
6: Uh, I'm doing all right. You know, I, I we're all set to go for for uh, 9 p.m. tonight to record this thing, and my power went out like
5: 8:15. It happened. So
6: it was
3: it was a whole it was a whole ordeal. Yeah, so we're we're ha-
6: back up and running. Sorry, and I'm a little you got, late.
3: No, 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 it's cool. And then you got little kids, so of course that's not easy to deal with and yeah. Yeah. All the
6: excitement of the, the lights out got them all, uh, hyped up. So,
3: okay. So did the, the big question, did you bring your top five? Cause you said something about top five last week. Let me, let me guess you ran out of time.
6: Yeah. I ran out of time. Yeah. No, Okay, no top So, five.
3: so just like doc, you're disappointing the, the listeners with the top five list that you said you were going to do, but no, nothing.
6: It, it didn't happen this week. Next week
3: didn't material
6: Wait, am, I, am i here next week
3: yeah you are you're you're here for you're here if you if you want to be here you're, you're here for for several more weeks until i okay. get the get the okay that the schedule is uh somewhat leveling out for the doxter
6: how how yeah how is he
3: um he's pulling his hair out you know it's it's kind of what he does <laughs> you know he's, yeah. he's got he's got a head of hair though so he's got plenty to pull out but he is pulling his hair out damn that it's guy. happening i know yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Hey, uh, real quick while we're waiting on Hopper and, um, you know, thank you again for doing the show. I do have some five-star reviews that I need to, uh, shout out. So right. as always, if you submit a Apple podcast or a podcast addict, five-star review, we will read it on air. And I figured Crockett, you know, uh, we haven't really been as a uh, debauchery as normal uh, with you around, even though we made some relief jokes last week or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hopper's telling me, call him back. Um, Maybe I should do that before I get into the five star reviews, but I will get a teaser. The teaser is there is somebody uh who left a five star review and his handle is uh dog nuts. So All right. uh, let's yeah, let's let's see if we can get Hopper back on and then we'll um go from there. Hey, what happened? Bro, I, think
4: shit, I think this update or something.
3: Oh, oh. yeah. Okay. Updated in the middle of a call, huh?
4: Yeah, I think so. Because I'm talking to you, it's like, wait, where does this
3: go? Okay, there he goes, sounding uh like he's on a landline again.
5: <laughs> really?
3: Yeah, oh. yeah, like it was when we first started talking. But we'll have to deal with it. We're not going to go through a bunch of restarts. Can you can you finish telling your story? You 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 call Randy's mom.
4: Yeah, and so then I'm like, look, I'm I'm I'm, I'm fucking stranded here. You're the only phone number. That I have memorized in my head because I dialed <laughs> it so many times. I mean, cause I, I, I've been knowing Randy since I was like six, seven years old. So right. I, I, I dialed his number a million times. Is 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 a Randy Hun? As a <laughs> kid, so that number is just branded into my fucking brain. That's the only number I remembered that's still active. <laughs>
5: that's tremendous.
4: Yeah, so I had to call up my friend's mom and say, "Look, you know, you're the only." I uh, said, "This is Chris from down the street, Randy's friend." And then she's like, "What? Well, why are you calling here?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck here, and you're the only number I know." And then Randy happened to be over there, and then he he got on Google and he called Papa Lock, and they showed up, and the guy got the door open, and like fucking
3: 20 seconds goes to show you how dependent we are upon our phones doesn't it
4: bro, bro you ain't lying dude
3: we're like lost without them mm-hmm. as much up, as we bro? fuss as much as we fuss about technology as old farts when them phones aren't on our hips we can't know, look huh? up shit and we're like oh shit what happened
4: yeah so that's what the fuck happened to me
6: oh it's- man so, how's Randy's mom? Fine. Oh, good.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dad, how old is that woman now, man? She's gonna be in her seventies.
4: Yeah, yeah, she's in her seventies, somewhere around that. Yeah.
3: I can imagine. She must have been like, Christopher. Yes.
4: Yeah, she's the. uh they had a Game Boy that would sit on the, you know, like on the, the end table forever. She was probably playing a Game Boy, playing Tetris
3: oh you said a game boy i was like what did you just say so so she was probably playing game boy when you when yeah. she answered wow yeah so yeah that's how my day went that's that's a nice offer it sounds like you had yeah. a great day and that's the second time yeah. so did the papa lock was it the same papa lock guy that showed up with yeah, the nah, I know
4: some dude with like long hair kind of like a beach bum looking dude so so randy bailed me out
3: Randy Belgio. All right. Yeah. Well, let me let me read these five-star reviews and then we can get into the uh, WCW portion of the show. Uh, so we did get one on on uh, Apple podcast. I wish Doc was here so he could read this one because this person's handle is Dognuts15. And he mm. says, "Awesome show. Love all three of you guys. I'm in your guys age group, so you're you bring back a lot of memories. Thanks for the quality entertainment." Got to
5: love that. That's right
3: dog nuts 15 that's uh, how harper's audio sounds right now dog nuts <laughs> okay we continue these are the next two come from podcast attic uh one of them is from uh travel rn and travel rn says the best damn mud show out there five stars i'm a travel nurse so on the long commute to my work i listen to the best damn three-man booth on the in the universe they give the best commentary on wrestling around and no sponsor ads. That's right. So become a patron if you're not one. Not you, Travel That's RN, right. but everybody else, become a patron. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. They give the best commentary on wrestling around, no sponsor ads. Yeah. These boys don't have to go to Hawaii to hang 10. They'll just stand there and look at you. Thanks for the entertainment while I drive to work uh, to the shoot job. And then one more from R. Coleman, 6586. He says, are these guys my best friends? I don't mind having best friends I never met because I don't like being around people. I feel you on that one, unless it's a Wildcat X-rated show. Uh, But listening to these episodes and the Patreon ones feel like listening uh, to guys I went to school with talking wrestling. Doc Harper and the other guy. Just kidding, Mark. That's what he called me. (laughs) Know their stuff and veer off now and again to really keep it entertaining. Book it, bitch. Uh, thank you r coleman 6586 i appreciate the fact that you're a patron and you support this show and uh thank you for the five star reviews and as always you want your five star review read on air all you got to do is submit it on podcast attic or apple podcast and uh we'll eventually get to it once it shows up i hear sometimes they don't show up for whatever reason i don't know why it seems like an apple thing when it doesn't show up but when they show up we read them, and that's that. Uh, real quick, a couple other shout-outs. Shout-out to Keith M. for bumping up to the Hall of Fame uh, Patreon tier. Luke J. for bumping up to the Hall of Fame Patreon tier. And last but not least, thanks to Ted for bumping up to the annual uh, tier as a big-time Hall of Fame Uh, patreon tier member as well and thanks again if you want to get a shout out and become a patron tinyurl.com slash patreon btt great way to not only support the show but you get tons of extra content including within the last week and a half i released four episodes that doc and i did on a friday night right before his schedule went just truly ridiculous where he couldn't make the show weekly for Sometime Crockett, I need to send you a copy of that ECW show where Doc is drunk off his ass. Um, yeah, I'm gonna need I to know,
6: hear that. It sounds like now it might be a swan song, so I'm gonna need to hear that. <laughs> uh,
3: no swan song, but but man, he <laughs> I thought I took so I think I said this last week on the show. I was like, I'm not releasing this episode, that we're too no, drunk, no. Yeah, I was like, I can't release this. We're, we're we're we were just, you know, Harper. When you've had a lot to drink, I mean, we're pretty bad as usual on this show, right? But when you've had yeah. a lot to drink, you're just making all kind of mistakes and factual inaccuracies, and you're just talking <laughs> out of your ass. And then I started pissing off Doc because I started talking bad about Emmett Smith, and then I really worked them into a shoot because the ECW match, one of the ones we were reviewing. I kept telling him it was a load of shit and it was a dumb match and it was stupid and it made no sense. And he was just drunk and he's like, I hate you." he was just slurring his words. So anyway, I wasn't going to release it. And I told Crockett that, but then I listened back to it and I actually wasn't too bad. Doc was slurring the shit out of his words. So I said, oh yeah, we're going to put it out there. So
6: there yeah, I didn't look horrible so we can release it.
3: Yeah. I was like, ah, I'm not that bad. Even though, even though I did get feedback, people were like, your Mount Rushmore of ECW sucks. I was like, I don't even know what I said. That's nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know how it is, man. You do these shows <laughs> and you <laughs> really don't remember what you talk about. I know that sounds crazy, but it's kind of true. You just don't remember. I'll send that to you, Crockett. I was supposed to send it to you last week, I think, and I didn't though. Yeah. Uh, do you Whenever prefer you the video version it. or just the audio version?
6: Well, I mean, video version not going to see Doc, so what's the point? No.
3: But you can see what we're talking about, though.
6: Okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure. Send the video version.
3: He's an ugly dude, bro. Trust me, you don't really want to see him. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I'm, I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but yeah, he's kind of ugly. All right, Crockett. Um, let's, let's get into this week's episode of Saturday Night on TBS. Once again, February 15th of 1992. Uh, this show the the previous week there is no February 8th show so that's why we jump straight to the 15th and we're just a couple of weeks away now from the uh, pay-per-view which I think Crockett is going to end up doing the pay-per-view I'm pretty sure he's going to end up doing it with us uh, uh, 99.9% sure so it'll be Crockett and I and um, Harper we're going to do it like, a, like on a Wednesday so the day after we record two weeks from now we'll do the pay-per-view and the reason I'm mentioning it I, I think you're I don't know. Sting wins the world title, so I'll leave it up to you if you want to be there. It's not a bad pay-per-view. It's pretty good. But anyway. That's Sting. What about Sting? I don't know. Okay. Speaking of Sting, Sting, oh God, I hear about it all day long too. Bruh, bruh, you you never tell the truth about Sting. You make it seem like it's just (laughs) me, but you hate him too. I'm like, I don't hate the man. And he's like, Nah, you, you don't tell the truth. You, you, you bullshit the people. Doc, I don't hate Sting. I just think he's for the kids. You say that on the show. Stop lying. Uh, okay. He likes to just get last, mad at me.
6: Last I heard, Doc was giving him the two toot award. No. Oh.
3: Every now and then, he'll do that to just be different, I think. I don't know. <laughs> Keep people on the toes. Keep people on our toes. That's right. Well, look at Arn Anderson right here. I mean, he, <laughs> How old how does old Arn Anderson look, as so
1: always? The blue blockers looks, there?
3: Yeah. <laughs> how old does he look? Seriously. Oh, mid-40s. Like our
6: yeah, age.
4: Mid-40s, yeah.
3: <laughs> he looks a lot older than what he actually is. <laughs> that was the point I was trying to make. So this week's show from July, I'm sorry, February 15, 1992, uh, was taped on February the 12th of 92 at Center Stage. Remember that date later. Uh, the notes in the history of WWE.com state that Blimpy's, the sandwich shop, provided free meals to the fans during this taping. Thank God. <laughs> have you ever had a Blimpy sandwich, Harper? I've never had one. No. All right. I think what I've seen you? it. I have two, but I've never had one. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
6: They made it up here at some point, but I don't think I ever actually had one.
4: They were in like the truck stops and shit, right?
6: Yeah,
3: yeah.
4: Yeah. Gas stations um, and shit. Yeah.
3: Like, I've had, um, obviously, Subway, because that's all they had in New Orleans at a time. And in, in Texas in the last few years, um, uh, not the Jimmy John's place, the uh, Jersey Mike's. They have that here now. and Yeah.
4: yeah we got Jersey Mike's and uh, Quiznos, whatever it's called.
3: Mm-hmm. I think Jersey Mike's is pretty good, actually. It's expensive, but I don't know. To me, it's better than... I've never had blimpies, but it's better than Subway. And at
6: Firehouse Subs. Yeah, yeah. There's one of those around here, too. Yeah.
3: Well, at Center Stage this day, they gave everybody free blimpies. (laughs) Good for (laughs) them. There you you go. Good for them. And coming out on Center Stage, the show opens up. uh, Wyndham cuts a promo that's kind of cut off, and then Arn and Larry Zbysko say something building up the main event uh, because they're going to take on Steamboat and Wyndham. And then we go to center stage where JR says a few words, and he welcomes out the Stinger, Doc's favorite pro wrestler. Let's hear what Sting's got to say, because I always play Sting promos, especially when he howls at the end. Here it is.
5: Two weeks away. Two
0: weeks away, Rossi. I said this once before. It seems only the only best way to say it, so I'll say it again, and that is, Luger, you can be Mr. Business about it. I, on the other hand, be a little bit more emotional about the whole deal. And speaking about business, wrestling is my business, and business is pretty damn good. All right, the Stinger is ready for Super Brawl. Fans, we'll see that special feature in the out.
3: I always got to play when he howls, Crockett. It just does Mm. something for me. The, oh, God, Z-Man's about to put me to sleep. But, speaking um, of
5: doing something for
3: you, yeah, there's Z-Man. Yeah, speaking of doing something for me. Anyway, Stinger with the Stinger, you know, how he's, you know, he's talking. Wrestling is my business, and business is pretty damn good. Ow! Okay, Sting, thank you for playing. Mm. Any thoughts on that uh, wonderful promo, Harper or Crockett?
4: No. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was my thoughts as well. All right. Well, time to go to sleep because coming out of the center stage tunnel and entryway is the Z Man and Marcus Bagwell, who are going to take on Buddy Lee Parker and Greg Sawyer. I can't, Crockett. I say this every week. Z Man right. bores me to death, man.
6: Yeah, he's. He just, I mean, you know, he's white meat baby face. I
4: yeah, mean. for real.
6: And then he's got his his little counterpart Marcus Alexander Bagwell, who's kind of in the same
3: boat. But did you see? I posted a picture in the BTT Facebook group. Uh, by the time this airs, about a week and a half ago, and it was Z Man, and I just said something like, "If you want to get some sleep," and then I put a, posted a picture of Z Man. Did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. That's that wasn't nice okay. at all. Uh I don't know, harbor, did you see it?
4: <laughs> yeah, like he's going um uh, like he's a dad,
3: yeah, well, so I randomly every now and then I just pick an episode from like like months away from where we're at, and I'll just start watching and like, okay, what's going on? um, you know, just to, again, I'll just pick an episode, so I picked this random episode, and it's I think it's the episode before wrestle war ninety two pay-per-view which is in like May of this year and Z-Man is up there cutting a promo and Pillman's up there too because they're gonna wrestle for the light heavyweight title at Wrestle War 92 and this dude is the most boring bland person and uh, you got uh, Pillman come on you got, you got Mike Graham
6: in this company
3: at this time well, Okay, Mike Graham ain't going oh. for the light heavyweight title he isn't? <laughs> no, nah, Well, I'm just saying, not on a pay-per-view. <laughs> but oh. <laughs> but it's, it's like, you got one, you got Pillman who's like, oozes charisma. And I gotta watch on a pay-per-view, him versus Z-Man.
2: Ugh. Oh boy.
3: Alright, I'll stop. Chris Zancher gets upset with me when I make fun of Z-Man. At least they match. Yeah, both wearing white. Yeah. Black.
6: And... <laughs> I guess you gotta you gotta find <laughs> the, the positive. positive, huh? Harper. I like it. Sure. Yeah.
3: All right, Paul Heyman. <laughs> uh, Crockett, do you have anything from this matchup between these two teams?
6: Uh, not particularly. And the finish is kind of, um, I don't know. He, he like, uh, Z Man does like a half ass super kick into the cradle suplex from. Bag well, so I mean, I don't know. Uh, Jr. ends up calling it an explosive victory, but it w- it wasn't much.
3: Uh, it really wasn't, and um, that's comes, that's, that's that's um, Z Man Super Kick will never be mistaken for a Chris Adams Super Kick. <laughs> yeah, and that one actually looked better than some of the ones we've seen on this show. He just yeah, it looked like Super caught Kick.
4: Him. Yeah, come on.
3: All right. <laughs> Boy, y'all, y'all coming to Z-Man's defense too, huh?
4: Well, yeah. I mean, I think he's, I think he's the most underrated wrestler ever.
3: <laughs> he's
6: put together.
4: Yeah, he's put together. He's got a good look. He's attractive. Tan. He's got nice body. He's tan. Mm-hmm. Come on,
6: let's give him his Fly flowers. Off.
4: Yeah, <laughs> 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 let's give him his flowers, man. Come on, these guys deserve Kips. it. Gives him his
5: flowers. Oh my God.
3: Oh, God. Uh, that's just one of those sayings I've heard way too many times in the last few weeks. Give him his flowers. The whole Matt Hardy saga in Corny and Matt Hardy said, Give my friends their flowers. What? Dude, it just I mean like, I think mean like what's that a slang for? What do you what do you I can tell you what I think it means. Well, Crockett, what do you Like it, think it after, it after
6: someone um like you watch somebody in the play and yeah, after the after the play I mean, is over they give them their flowers.
4: I mean that's 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 what? I could see you <sighs> said, man, man, give them their props, but their flowers?
3: Yeah. Uh somewhere along the way, wrestlers started using that term. Matter of fact, I I heard our good friend, I don't want to embarrass him, he said that to me one day about not giving me flowers. He said something about somebody giving somebody else flowers and I was like, What did you just say?
6: Somebody owns a certain company?
3: I don't want to say who, but Hopper knows right. who I'm talking about. I don't want him to get embarrassed like Matt Hardy did on social <laughs> media. But, yeah. Uh, but anyway, back to it. Give Z-Man his flowers. You have to. <laughs> Jesus. He's earned it. He's earned it. It's <laughs> like when Harper yelled at Ryback, let half pint go. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Jim Ross coming out of Z Man and Bagwell winning. Jim Ross throws several replays of Terry Taylor breaking up Bagwell promos on Saturday night. Um, they're supposed to battle each other at uh, Super Brawl 2, uh, Bagwell and Taylor, that is. And then we go to a match Terry Taylor versus Dan Garza. Bagwell joins JR in commentary and my main this dan garza guy's funny i was gonna ask harper what he looks like uh my main thing on the commentary was boy bagwell is white meat baby face Oh shooks, jr i mean it's it's uh <laughs> dan garza. yeah it's yeah you know what do you think he of this looks guy like? that's why i stopped it tell me you know that
4: commercial that you've probably seen a thousand times the anti-drug commercial back in the day when the kid's in his bedroom listening <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and who taught you how to dad. do this stuff? Yes, you. I learned it from watching you. He looks like the
3: dad from that commercial. Uh, he really does. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, really does.
4: Parents who do drugs have kids who do drugs.
6: <laughs>
3: In the war on drugs, is still being lost. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I found the no link. I don't know
3: if you can. Uh... Where did you get this from? Where did you learn this? Where did you get this from? <laughs> from you, Dad. From you, right? From you, like Dad. You. I learned about watching you, all right? I think
4: he looked at him all shocked like, oh, my God. I don't. <laughs> you know how fucking light up? <laughs> you can smell it?
3: No, it just stinks. <laughs> yeah. No, just well, I, mean, I mean, like, like weed. Yeah. <laughs> like in, in the fucking like you house. You sm- That's the thing. Like, if you don't smoke it, yeah. you can smell it from, like, right. two miles away. <laughs> no, just every
4: time I get into your fucking Buickless Sabre, it smells like Columbia. <laughs> <laughs>
3: right. right. And this dude does look like that dad. Yeah.
5: Just,
3: this is terrible. Huh. Somebody listening right now is like, oh, I thought there was a hardcore wrestling analysis. you got to do number talk stupid while they review matches. What the fuck, Harper? You think you're fucking funny? You're only fucking funny. <laughs> all right. Uh, any thoughts on this um, enhancement talent match, Crockett? Well, first of all, I was a
6: little uncomfortable that uh, the TaylorMade man came out without pants on.
3: Oh, he he had, you're like, talking about the whole tuxedo
6: top and no pants.
3: Yeah, it looks kind of funny when he's walking out. It does. It does.
6: And at yeah. thirteen twenty-two, there's a, a a gut wrench. i want to try to figure out what happened here.
3: All right, I'm at thirteen sixteen. Yeah, he does. This guy's flopping around for bomb looks like. Here it this comes. guy's flopping around for Taylor a lot. Oh, that. Oh. Uh, that guy just didn't know what he was doing. Look how he shifts his body. He doesn't.
4: He was probably smoking a bowl before the match. <laughs>
3: he didn't know what was coming. Yeah. I mean, he didn't he didn't know what to do when Taylor gut-wrenches him. He kind of just is like waiting for something else to happen, not realizing, oh, wait, I, gotta, right. I gotta kinda grow got to kind of go up with this. Down. Yeah.
6: <laughs> just awkwardly drops him.
3: Yeah. Uh, the finish of the match, um, Taylor – well, he has him in a Boston Crab right now, but then he's going to hit him with the five arm and get the win. Uh,
6: no, I'm, I'm sorry, Mike. I have to correct you. On commentary, okay. uh, Jim Ross says he was told it's not the five arm, it is now called the tailor made forearm. So, just for your information.
3: That's funny because I think they keep calling it the five arm, too, though.
6: <laughs> I'm sure
3: they do. But, you know, it's WCW. It happens. Yep. Taylor wins, though, and uh, that's how the uh, match is going to end. From there, they show a replay, and then coming out of the replay of Taylor winning and hitting the, what did they call it? Taylor-made forearm. forearm. Taylor-made forearm. We're going to get a, a, a promo, and uh, let's, let's see what uh, Terry Taylor's got to say.
0: I'd like to have a word with you. Seems to be a misunderstanding. I'm over here. I want to talk to you. Now... A lot of things going on here, I just want you to know that I still see a lot of a young Terrence Taylor in you and I think you have the potential to become the next tailor-made man. More success, more money, more easy victories than you can imagine and you might even want to see a few of these ugly girls out here, but that's up to you. So all you have to do is say you'll follow me out of here But you do want to be the next Taylor-made man. You do want to be my protege. And you sure don't need them. Say it.
1: I've told you one time before, I'm going to tell you once again. I don't need you.
0: I don't need to be Taylor-made. But I do need these people. Oh, Taylor with a sucker punch on Bagwell. Bagwell comes back. And here comes Greg Valentine. Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Is there an allegiance with Taylor and Valentine? I didn't think Valentine even wrestled for WCW. There's Z Man out, but the damage has been done. Taylor and Valentine hammering.
3: Mar- you see, you got to give Z Man his flowers. He came out to save Bagwell from Valentine and Taylor, who jumped him. So that's something to see there. Uh, Crockett, what did you think about this? Something, well, he, he, he was back there sleeping. So, you know, he just jumped up as quick as he could.
4: Because why would the two of them, you know, run away from one,
3: you know, especially Z man. Yeah. <laughs> like boogie. Nothing about you says computer or technology. Yeah. Uh. Crockett, what'd you think about this? You know they 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 Bagwell, It's funny watching him right here because this whole All Shucks thing. When you think about, you know, what he became, what, yeah. he, what he became. Yeah. He's a white meat baby face All Shucks, but Taylor sneaks him, and then we get Greg the Hammer who debuts. Any thoughts?
6: Well, you, know, you want to talk about Taylor May. Check out the threads on Greg Valentine. I know, oh, Jesus, looking Bro, like a million is, bucks.
4: There's a Greg Valentine look like the wife from dog the bounty hunter yeah <laughs> that's what i was thinking when he's running from the back i was like look at him
5: little just less him
6: a- busty
3: he also looks like of... oh go ahead hopper go ahead.
4: just fucking give him a can of fucking pepper spray <laughs> he's ready to go
3: you know who i think he looks like hopper uh-huh he looks like mama fratelli from the goonies as well <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey. I mean, the, not not the hair so much because, the face. but the face he looks like, or or the same one I forgot her name and throw mama from the train. That's what yeah, he looks like. See, I always I, I, say I, that every time I see him.
6: I think uh, the reason they ran away is that Greg just didn't want to get that lovely suit messed up. So yeah,
3: he, yeah, he just wanted right. to get out of there. Yeah, that's what it is. But uh, Greg Valentine's here, so there's that see where it goes with him and tailor-made man uh you know i don't mind seeing him i mean he's he's not young but he's also not like super old yet we'll see um and then we just did that pay-per-view on patreon um what was it crockett i'm drawing a blank here was a name. wrestling here was a wrestling there he was in that so yeah interesting when you see him all right, let's keep going. We move from that situation to WCW Magazine with Eric Bischoff discussing the upcoming Super Brawl 2 pay-per-view that you can, again, only hear us discuss on Patreon at tinyurl.com slash Patreon Bischoff mentions that Steamboat will have someone called the Dragon in his corner when he takes on Rick Rude at Super Brawl 2. So he's got a someone, not a dragon, no, actually a uh, no.
6: I, I, he, he calls it just a ninja, right?
3: Oh, when I said dragon, I mean yeah. yeah. He'll have the ninja in his corner. It's literally a dude with um, dressed like a ninja. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait till you see that, Hopper. Jesus Christ! Uh, it's not an right. impressive dude. It's say that again, Hopper. It's not Tim Horner, is it? No, it's <laughs> it could not. Could be the size of him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it could be. and it's a samurai. And, uh, the The samurai yeah when he was a samurai let's
4: go slice up your fax machine
3: jesus (laughs) christ uh bischoff then throws to some graphics with the entire super Bowl card it's loaded Uh, i mean loaded for the most part it's it's actually a pretty good pay-per-view i was watching some of it this weekend again and i don't know we'll talk about it on patreon tinyurlcom slash patreon btt and that's that. Uh, did you have anything from the WCW magazine segment?
6: No, not really. Just, um, I mean, they had they showed clips of Sting versus Van Vader from p- the Power Hour, which I, th- I thought was a pretty big match for you know the Saturday morning show.
3: Yeah, that's one thing about WCW. Um, I, if you go look at some of these Power Hours and main events and different shows. You'll find things that you're like, God, that probably would have been better on Saturday night, but I ain't booking the territory. <laughs> look at
6: look at the, the, the ninja with his beer gut and I know that's why oh, the- <laughs> he's like Beverly Hills
4: ninja.
3: Yeah. I'm gonna hit play. This is during the during the WCW magazine segment. Let's hear it from Steamboat and the the Ninja.
1: Well, you know something, Jim Ross, week after week after week, everybody here has witnessed the fact that Paul E. Dangerously, along with the Dangerous Alliance, have been running in and interfering in everybody's matches, not to mention just my own. Well, Mr. Paul E. Dangerously, I've got a man that's going to be watching my backside from here on out. And this is a man in black. This is a man of the martial arts. This is a ninja. (laughs)
5: jesus christ
3: wasn't it funny the way he said it this is a ninja
6: not even the ninja he's just a ninja a ninja
3: i don't know what steamboat was going for here look look far be it from us to criticize ricky steamboat but that was maybe not his finest moment (laughs) the problem is i know what this ninja ends up being so i'm like oh boy Anyway, that's that. It looks like an executioner
4: more than a ninja.
3: That's a good point, too. Cause, oh, like
4: fucking yeah. Chopsley from Morgus.
3: That's, but Chopsley's outfit was brown. Yeah. But I, I agree. He does look... Hawk, man, Crockett has no idea who Chopsley is. <laughs> yeah. Just
6: me or everybody listening to this as well? No, nah, you'd have Just to be
3: from morning. New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much everybody. Uh, it was... Uh, so Morgus the Magnificent was like this um, crazy looking. I know, that, doctor. I know you, that name. You can Google it. I mean, it'll come up. He died two years ago. Uh, Morgus I heard the name. Morgus the Magnificent was this crazy looking doctor, and they would do these stupid skits. But they would host like, you know, like a, a thriller movie of the week or something on TV. At yeah, least, like, at least it, it was Go like a
4: local uh, creature feature guy. He was like a mad yeah. scientist. Like, Dr. Like Was it like, like,
6: Sven is the, is the one right. that Cornette always talks about? Yeah, Right. Yeah.
4: He was our version of that. He was, a like, a mad scientist. And he was, like, supposed to be, was supposed to be, like, in a warehouse district.
3: Bruh, that's I what I thought. Real, bro. I thought he was real. Yeah. I he was think... real. Dude, because I remember. he's in, like, the, <laughs>
4: the warehouse district. I was like, that's a real place. Right. Me too. <laughs> New Orleans.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And Chopsley and it, was, like, his um, goon who didn't talk.
4: Yeah, he mm. was, like, his, you know, Igor.
3: Yeah, yeah, he's Igor. He had, like, this brown outfit on, literally, like, a ninja outfit. It wasn't, it was baggy, though, but it was brown. So, it was an inch. I used to watch it, dude. I don't, I mean. We
4: watch it every Saturday night.
3: Yeah, yeah, I watched it. I used to watch that shit late at night. Because didn't it come on at, like, 1030 or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, cause we were home and we were kids, like, mm-hmm. you know, we we weren't like out, we weren't even teenagers at that point. We were just kids. Yeah, yeah I, I used to watch a hell out of it. I was
4: playing Atari at my friend's house, and then we would watch that.
3: Yeah, <laughs> sounds about right. All right, well, keeping the show moving and getting uh getting us back, uh, Bischoff wraps up the WCW magazine segment, and we go to Jim Ross who throws a video package of Vinny Vegas and Big Josh. I got to play this one once again because I loved Hopper's imitation of what Vinny Vegas um, sounded like. Here it is.
0: Sir Hughes' tag team partner had an altercation with Big Josh. Here's what I
2: happened. don't know what you're trying to prove. What do you mean coming out of here threatening me to break my arm? How you planning on doing that? What is it you don't understand, Lumberhead? What do you need, an order of pancakes? What do you need? Maybe a, a tumbler of uh, syrup? Or maybe another one of them tacky flannel shirts you've been wearing. <laughs> okay, big man. You wanna do it now right here? Or do you wanna go out here? <gasps>
3: He called him lumberhead. Oh, <laughs> yes he did. Aha. Uh, I uh, Harper, I died laughing last week when you were imitating. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it, it's what did you call the, his I, I know you we started talking about uh Mr. Carter, but what yeah. what did you call What did you call it? It was like a there was there was a name you gave his accent you were like it's like it's like he's making a cartoon out of it yeah it, he
4: he's, he's got that like northeastern Bugs Bunny accent
3: <laughs> yeah uh, he's Back really there. laying it on thick <laughs> what are you doing lumberhead
4: <laughs> yeah get off my case troll face
3: <laughs> come on Ooh, <laughs> I'm doing Darren as I'm trying to do it. I can't up do nose it. You with
4: a rubber hose? <laughs> <laughs> I used to your nose shit all the
5: time. Oh, me too.
3: Up your nose. dude. They replay that all the time yeah. on 26 and 38 Hopper. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the U the UHF stations in our area.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: All right. Well, Love we keep really going. Guy. What the fuck was his name? Mr.
6: Old Woodman. Uh Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. Oh,
6: oh, 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 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr.
4: Screech?
5: Yeah, it's the, the <laughs> original Screech.
4: Yeah.
3: That was his name?
4: Yeah, on a show, I think his name was called Horseshack, right?
6: Yeah, Arnold Horseshack, yeah. Yeah, and he, he fought
4: Screech on that celebrity boxing shit. Oh, I mean, yeah.
3: <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, that that I that, that,
5: uh, used to come on Fox. And yeah, of course, yeah, I mean, Screech
4: oh, okay. is like probably 20 years older than him. And it, it's a, he beat the shit out this poor old fucking guy that probably Jesus. hasn't worked since the, you know, fucking Reagan administration.
6: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, it's like, like cool, the late 90s, right? wasn't it, when this came on? Yeah. I oh,
4: think the last man. thing I saw Horseshack in was he was in one of the Friday the 13th movies.
6: Oh, Jesus.
4: He was in the one when they... They fucking dig him up to to make sure he's dead, and they stick the the stake in him, and the lightning hits it, and it's like the Frankenstein Jason, and that's when they that's the first movie with the zombie Jason. He's like the undead Jason, and he's like the first guy he killed.
6: And how how old was he then? This yeah, is that's what I'm back? saying.
4: Oh oh yeah 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 yeah. This was like yeah. eighty six five mm-hmm. yeah.
3: Oh, boy. Well, oh. B- Vinny Vegas is doing his best Dollar Tree
4: John Travolta's character's name in that show. Oh, yeah, that was Babarino.
3: Yeah. I like when Harper imitates. him. Just, I can't do it because then I start trying to talk like Darren and it's, it doesn't work. Oh, my but
4: the
3: accent, face. The, the accent... The accent is so forced, man. It's just yeah. like... Oh, I
4: don't God. know how, how he could do that with a straight face i would start
5: laughing <laughs> saying that dumb
3: shit he's just back there the, the the thing is when i when i hear these guys speak in accents that aren't natural to them i, I envision them in the car on the road practicing it <laughs> yeah. you know at home or in the back practicing it so like we hear this one little clip but it's like he practiced that man <laughs> He was in the car cutting promos in that voice. Like he was, you know, he did that more than what you saw. Mm-hmm. Uh. All right. We'll keep going. We go to Mr. Hughes versus Big Josh. And um, it ties into, you know, Hughes and Nash are spo- or Nash. Freaking Vinny Vegas are supposed to be on the same side. So Mr. Hughes is wrestling Big Josh. Did you have anything from this, Crockett?
6: No, not much. Just how, you know, amazing mr hughes is at this time just as a bumping big man and yeah and yeah he's just fantastic
3: this dude i continue to say it he's underrated like in wcw during his time period he bumps so good and he moves so good it's just fluid and natural man it's just incredible uh the match big josh hits hughes with two double axe handles Race hands Hughes a roll of quarters. Hughes is then going to hit Josh with the roll of quarters, and he pins him. However, Ron Simmons comes down to the ring and tells the ref what happened, and then uh, Hughes hits Simmons. Josh then hits Mr. Hughes with his lumberjack axe handle, and Hughes is now being pinned, and Simmons counts the pin. Actually, I don't know who won. It was a lot of shenanigans. Hughes technically, I guess, won. I don't know. I think so, yeah. Uh, Nick Patrick. officially announced it. the winner. Yeah.
4: You think anyone's really been hit with a roll of fucking quarters, or is that just like a, a wrestling thing?
6: I wasn't. Um, Dynamite Kid hit with the roll of quarters from uh, Jacques Rougeau was not like, a famous story. Say, bro. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that was the yeah, story. You
4: know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. O- okay.
3: I mean, it's possible.
4: And the whole purpose. It- it makes your fist tighter. That's why it's supposed to hurt more.
3: Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I guess because your fist isn't kind of flexing inward because you got the quarters in it. I don't uh, know. I feel like oh, if you just took yeah, the quarters in... Okay. I could see that. I feel like if you put the quarters in the palm of your hand and you slap the fuck out of somebody, that would hurt even more. <laughs> I mean, it's like a big metal rod if it's wrapped in, you know... You know what I mean? Like, if you just, yeah. just took a roll of quarters and it was, let's say it was just taped to the palm of your hand and you slapped somebody with that. that Bro, that stupid. would knock them stupid.
6: Yeah, I think they will like it oh. in wrestling because, you know, the the quarters go flying out all over the place. Yeah. yeah, it's the visual. kind of re- doesn't really make sense I mean, when when you do that, and then the referee has to go down and count and, and right. in a sea of yeah, quarters.
4: They, but he's like, hey, they got five bucks and quarters
5: here.
6: <laughs> okay, so Crockett, <laughs> the fans must have really loved this match. Just started throwing change in the ring.
3: Crockett, you were a ref. Tell us how many times you uh, you saw quarters laying in the ring. Uh,
6: I think I remember one occasion. I think it okay. happened once.
3: Not too many then. No. You're right. It looks good. The problem is powder looks good, but it kind of dissipates. So if the ref is turned away, he may not see the powder. With right. Whereas with a roll of quarters, logically, you hit somebody with the quarters, and like you said, it just scatters all over the ring, and you're a ref, and you go down to count. It's not really natural. You see all these quarters like Harper said, oh, wait, there's five dollars worth of quarters laying in front of me. I wonder where that came from. <laughs> Just appeared out of thin air. Some guy shouted out their ass. What's going on here? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. The next match, Brian Pillman versus John Peterson. Uh, yeah, about a five-minute match. Uh, Pillman's going to hit Air Pillman. Springboard, Larry off the top, and he wins by pin. Uh, Crockett, did you have anything from this one?
6: No, just that, like, I mean, this guy's going for the light heavyweight title, right? Why isn't he in there with, like, a smaller guy that can actually move around? I mean, this guy's not bad, this Peterson guy, but... He's just like a pasty, slow, soft guy. Why can't they find someone who can kind of match up with you know? He's going for the light heavyweight title. Shouldn't there be like a, a little more fast paced match here?
3: Yeah, yeah. They it does need to be. They needed Buku Dao in there with him, Harper. <laughs> uh, he's small enough, but yeah, yeah no. Um, yeah, I guess it's fine. You know, the whole idea of getting Pillman to win, but. You know, WCW does what they're going to do. All right, from there, uh, Jim Ross throws to a a big video package featuring Sting. Um, they throw to all of the happenings of Sting from 1990, including when Sting was kicked out of the Horsemen, Sting blowing out his knee. Did you do that clash with me, Crockett?
6: I think so, yeah. The one where Sting got hurt at the end here, yeah.
3: Yeah, because that's the one where um Cactus... Jack takes the bump off the apron and just yep, oh nesty
6: plunge there,
3: yeah, yeah, the nesty plunge and gets over, in doing so, and then they Mil show Masqueris. various, yeah, with Mel uh no yob. Uh they show all kind of clips of, of Sting and I, you know, I get it. The whole build up here for Sting is, you know, Sting's gonna be going for the world title, so we gotta, we gotta build him up and pump him up. So a bunch of series of replays, and then we go to Johnny. Before you get there, uh, Mike, one one
6: thing like as the, he's closing out the segment, Jim Ross says that they're doing this promotion for the movie Gladiator, and he says, yeah. "You and a hundred friends can win a private screening." And I, I said, like, "One who has one hundred friends?" It's <laughs> a good point. I mean, this is before people. you know social media. You can get a yeah, hundred I mean, friends of yours into a private screening of Gladiator. I yeah, never even knew at
4: the Dallas uh Dallas show.
3: I don't think I ever saw it. No. I don't think so.
4: Um
3: uh, it's that boxing 1990 movie
4: with uh yeah, Cuban think... Good Jr.
6: Is uh, you that know the what? one? I think that's not it. Why was that thing? isn't that Russell Crowe thing? Isn't that That's right? what I was this thinking was
4: of. that this was before Gladiator. At this time there was a boxing movie called Called Gladiator, where uh Cuban gooder Junior is in it, and uh the dad from Tommy Boy, where the guy where they're in this, you know, like the inner city, like the tough area of town, and this guy takes these young teenage boxers and he trains them, and he and he basically uses them as like gladiators, you know, just to make money off of them.
6: Oh yeah. Okay, yeah, I did the, the Russell Crowe version didn't come out till two thousand. So yeah. right. Yeah.
3: I did see that Hopper. I couldn't tell you a lot about it, but I remember seeing it.
4: Yeah. That's a movie that you never see streaming or coming on TV somewhere. That's true. Yeah.
3: You never see it. Huh. All right. Well, yeah, 100 friends. Uh, who's Dude, I couldn't pick 100 people from a Facebook friend list. Well, they probably
4: the fucking sneak preview passes. I don't even think they have those
3: anymore. Remember um, them? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if they do because nowadays you can actually like go see a movie like mid. I don't know if they still do. Yeah. this. they used to when I go to like, you go see the movie midnight the On day before
4: Thursday. Yeah, yeah, Thursday, Friday morning at fucking
3: midnight. Right, and they act like that's the. Early when it's really not, it's because it's coming out the night of or the morning of. Technically, if you really want to be technical, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, dude, I don't go to the movies no more. Like I, I wait to catch that shit on cable. Just uh, just me.
4: What's the last movie I saw? Oh, the Transformers. Oh, I can't Jesus.
3: hold my, I can't hold my piss that long, bro. I I'm old. Yeah, my bladder. yeah, bro. He- it gets like that now. Because these yeah.
4: aren't on an hour
3: and a half anymore. No. I watched yes. that sixty
4: four that came out in like March or May. It was it was with the uh the guy from Star Wars that like looks like he works at Hot Topic. He's like <laughs> the shitty Darth Vader.
5: Yeah.
4: Is <laughs> he, he's from some other planet and a crash on Earth. 64 million years ago, and he got to eat with the dinosaurs, and he's trying to get off of Earth on the escape pod, and 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 it, it, it was fucking
3: bad. <laughs> and you had to piss. <laughs> I can't sit in the man, man. These three-hour movies, man, I just can't do it. Yeah, you can't
6: find a movie under two and a
3: half hours these days, dude. So, it's dude, it's rough.
4: Yeah. And so that's
3: when I, uh, it was bad. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of bad, Johnny B. Bad's in the ring and he's taking on Mark Kyle, old Killer Kyle, Smoky Mountain Wrestling fame. Uh, Johnny B. Bad finishes Kyle off first. He does a sunset flip off the top rope um, for the win, and I, I could have swore Pee Wee counted that. And Kyle gets <laughs> yeah. up and starts throwing haymakers at Bad, but Bad fights back and Bad hits Kyle with a left hook and pins him again. So one two three, I don't know if there was miscommunication on the actual finish or what the hell was going on here. Uh, then Johnny B. Bad puts a the st- a big sticker, a lip sticker on Killer Kyle's cheek. It was really odd. He pinned him twice. Any thoughts, Crockett?
6: Yeah, yeah, it was odd. Like he does a sunset flip off the top, and like Kyle is like shaking and kicking and trying to get get loose, but like. Bad's not even holding him down he's like his like his legs aren't over his over his oh, uh, yeah. arms so he like, yeah. he's like like what is holding him down what is keeping him from kicking out
3: because <laughs> he's wiggling <laughs> <when> his legs <laughs> was too a
5: little awkward
3: yeah it was it was uh anyway he, he wins twice I guess you could say it and shoots his cannon off in the air and there was that all right we'll keep moving so then we go to Jim Ross who throws to dusty Rhodes, given his analysis of super brawl 2 the biggest mistake they made here with this and i wasn't going to play it this would have been so much better if he did it live he's just doing it in front of the camera green screen type thing and trying to talk to people into the building and oh man well it's not a green screen it's just a blue background anyway i didn't have anything from this crockett because it could have been so much better if it was live what did you think
6: no, yeah, it was pretty canned like in hard times it was not. Uh it was, yeah, he just kind of like trying to pump it up and gives his prediction of, of of staying, I guess. But yeah, there really was I I yeah, I didn't think about that, but I definitely agree if he had done this in front of the people it would have been a much better
3: scenario. 10 times. 10 times better for sure. Yeah. Then we go to then we go to Rick Rude versus Chris Sullivan. Rude uh, tells the Music man cut the music, and he calls the people cellulite-infested sweat hogs because that's what he does. At the forty-eight, forty-nine mark, uh, they show a shot of some, some what I think <laughs> is underage lovely ladies. Um, nah, take it back. They're underage. Yeah, those aren't are underage. The, yeah, underage. Got to look the at one that guy's on the,
4: ball spot. <laughs>
6: He's got a bald spot in the front. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and he's staring at the one to his right. Oh,
4: yeah. Come here, you <laughs> tan, you Tucker-looking bra.
5: <laughs> Dude,
3: Hopper's got a snorting over here laughing. <laughs> Look at that guy's bald head. What the Man. piss is going on? It's like he's got the mange, bruh.
5: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Look like at it.
4: Boy home alone with his hair caught on fire. <laughs>
6: <I> <laughs> he's so he's, he's got the bangs
3: in front and then it's balls. Dude, that's incredible. <laughs> and he's staring like, yeah, I want to get a piece of that. Dude, they ain't going nowhere near you and that mange on your head. <laughs> the fuck? That dude's got the mange. It's awesome. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, I guess we got a match going on here. Um, anyway, uh, so we find out during this match that Kip Fry has barred Paul Lee from ringside at Super Bowl two. So supposedly there's going to be no Paul Lee at ringside at Super Bowl two. Um, I did have a note because I wanted to show Hopper. What do you think about this woman with the fabulous Freebirds T-shirt?
6: is that a woman? Um I probably shouldn't say. It, it looks on, like
3: a woman man. to me. She looks older. But she, yeah, uh, that's maybe a she's woman. That's a woman. That's, that's, that's a woman. <laughs> you call me ma'am, sir. Yeah, <laughs> All right. I,
4: I, that's a cool shirt.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we keep moving in. That's a cool shirt. <laughs> All right. Uh, Rick Rude is gonna win this thing. Rude awakening for the win. Did you have anything else, Crockett?
6: The the, the uh, this guy gives him a big bump right at the beginning here, like really big for a for a, a you know a job guy against a a star, especially you know he's a U.S. champion.
5: Yeah, he's here coming, up, coming
6: up right here, I think he just gives him a back suplex and just kind of folds him up. I was like, oh, that's kind of something you don't really see out of out of a job guy. Oh yeah, guy. yeah.
3: And Rude sells it too. It's not like he yeah. got up and no sold it. But the like,
6: turn, right. tide turns pretty quickly.
3: Yeah. Boom. Right there.
6: Yeah. I think
4: you used to love it when the jobbers would get something
6: in. Yeah. usually I it's did. no more than like, you know, like a drop kick or a couple yeah. punches, but I mean that was pretty big for, for just an enhancement guy.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I used to that was the formula for me. Well, that was a formula that at least I used to think they would do. The the jobber would get in like a punch or some kind of hip toss, something minor. Yeah. And and then the the, you know, the over talent would just take over and destroy him. But I always thought that was something like, it's like, Oh, got to move in. I can remember gorilla monsoons like, Oh, oh, look, he got to move in. And then, you know, it quickly turned around. Yeah. Quickly, very quickly. So, yeah. All right. Rick rude wins. And uh, on that note, then we're going to go to Paulie and Rick rude. Hold on. Let me get to it. Uh, Here it is. He falls asleep on him after a rude awakening. I love when he does that. All right, here we go.
0: Well, Paul, before we talk to the United States Heavyweight Champion, I'm sure that you have some comments regarding your banishment from ringside at Super Brawl during the United States Heavyweight Championship matchup. What are your thoughts about this?
2: You know, it never ceases to amaze me the lengths that WCW will go to to railroad Paulie dangerously. They have fined me. They have suspended me. They have gone to the end of the earth to find an excuse to fire me. And the reason this time that they have banished me from ringside is to enhance Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's chances of winning the United States Heavyweight Championship at Super Brawl 2. But you see, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, this banishment is going to do you a whole lot worse than good, my man. Because what this has forced me to do is to become obsessed with your demise. And for the next 14 days, Ricky Steamboat, I'm going to be thinking of a new way to mess your entire life up! And if you think there's a level I won't stoop to, if you think there's a depth that Rick Boone and I won't sink to, if you think there is anything too vulgar, too disgusting for us to do to ruin your life, I assure you of one thing, my man, at Super Brawl 2, you are in for a rude awakening. Super Brawl 2, Paul dangerously,
1: out of sight, but not out of mind. Ravishing Rick Rude, Paul E, and the Dangerous Alliance will lurk forever in the shadows of Ricky Steamboat's mind. Each and every time the Dragon was assaulted by Ravishing Rick Rude, a scar tissue was left on his memory. So now, as the world views Ricky Steamboat a physically strong athlete, The Dangerous Alliance knows Ricky Steamboat has been mentally impaired. You see, Steamboat's fantasy will have him believe that Paul E. being banned from ringside will solve all his problems. But when the reality of Super Brawl sets in, Ricky Steamboat, what you are about to find out is your problems have only
0: just begun see ya all right ladies and gentlemen what a matchup
3: and rick rubin cut a promo and uh, paul lee's pissed off that he's not supposed to be at ringside crockett what did you have from this
6: yeah it was excellent promo you know paul lee got his point across got his you know angle across and
3: rick rubin just hit it home was perfect your problems have just begun yeah,
6: uh, out of sight, but not out of mind. Yeah, I like uh, that. Any
3: thoughts, uh, any thoughts Hopper?
4: Forgot. I want to see this match. I bet it's going to be good.
3: Yeah, <laughs> like I said, it's pretty good pay-per-view. And, uh, yeah, we'll break it all down. I think we're planning on doing it. So two weeks from today is like, I don't know whatever date it is. But we were going to do it. So we we're going to record the regular show on Tuesday night and then the the pay-per-view on Wednesday or we were thinking about doing them on the same night because the show that okay. leads into the pay per well hold on the show that leads into the pay-per-view it's basically just a lead-in show so it's it's Jesse and Jim Ross like pumping up the pay-per-view and they show a bunch of replays it's like I mean we can do that live? show and like no it just, it's just a lead-in to to the pay-per-view like when you look at it, it, and it's it's I think it's only like an hour, or so you really, I feel like you we could do that episode and knock it out in thirty minutes, and then just do the pay per view in the same night if we really wanted to. Um, but again, I'll when you put eyes on that episode, Crockett, you let me know. All
6: right, I don't know you if think. you guys are capable of thirty minute
3: episodes, but <laughs> oh oh, we could if we if we were doing a pay per view. Yeah. Remember, I
5: suppose.
3: I remember one time Doc and I did a, we did a, a Saturday night and then we did a pay per view, and I was like, dude, you sure you want to do that? I'm like, man, we're gonna we're gonna be tied up for a long time. This was like, no, 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 we'll do it. Boy, he came out of the room after he was recording. His wife lit him up for, man, we had to be going for like three hours and forty five minutes. I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, bro, we ain't doing yeah, this no fuck more. Fuck that, dude. Yeah, that's almost
4: half a workday, y'all. Right, there doing that shit, you
3: fucking idiots. <laughs> I was like, Doc, are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And boy, LaFonda lit him a new asshole. It's pretty bad. All right, we go to Dustin Rhodes versus Bob Cook. Dustin's gonna win quickly. He hits Cook with the bulldog, and Dustin wins by pin. Uh, anything from this, Crockett?
6: Bob Cook's fantastic, huh?
3: He flies around. He's pretty. He's I pretty think, damn good. He's got great punches. I think we um, talked about him too before. Yeah, like he's yeah, not just, just some slub.
6: Bumps very well. Yeah, I really liked. Uh, really liked him. Yeah, I mean, um, it's good, solid match, and uh, the right guy won, I guess.
3: Yeah, that's uh, a <laughs> dox line. Right guy won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good stuff. All right, then this next one I, I I was dying to talk to Harper about because every time I see something like this, I'm just like, man, this is just a disaster waiting to happen. The Young Pistols, Tracy Smothers and Steve Armstrong, are taking on the uh, I'm sorry, are taking on the Steiners. Scott Steiner comes to the ring with Arnold the Pit Bull. The dog chases the pistols out of the ring as the Steiners make their way to the ring. God. And every time I see this, I think of Hopper. When we talked about this during Smoky Mountain, I think it was, bro. The thing is, bro. I love dogs. I really love dogs. I'm a dog lover, but the, this dog, this dog doesn't realize this is a work. So, <laughs> So, while Scott is telling Arnold the pit bull to go after the, the you know, <laughs> the Smothers and Armstrong, like, Scott knows it's a work, but the dog thinks it's a shoot. <laughs> and, and this just never, I just, every time I see this, I'm like, man, I don't know if I could be Steve, Ar- Steve Armstrong and Tracy Smothers. You know what I'm saying, Harper?
4: Oh, yeah. Get that damn pit bull coming at you. Bro, you crazy.
3: Right? <laughs> the dog the dog doesn't understand that this is a work, man. This See, dog what I was thinking <laughs> is,
6: what did they do to this dog before he went out there? Because this dog is amped up. Yeah. That's true, too. Like yeah slap him around What what happened because i don't know he's 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 on fire this, this that's
3: happened. what i'm saying this dog is like lit dude he's and tracy's crazy tracy's getting in the ring is <laughs> and look at this dude that
5: dog <laughs> look Damn,
3: that bro. dog was six inches from getting a bite out of tracy smothers his ass
6: yeah, You hear those stories about, you know, what in the WWF, especially what they did to these, you know, f- feeding Damien
5: drugs oh or whatever the hell they
6: were doing. Yeah. So, you know, what What did they put in this guy's, what did we put in the Arnold's kibble before they came out here? Some gunpowder.
3: <laughs> Maybe. I, uh, bruh, I, I'm just saying, like, I, I <laughs> once again, in Hardbody Hopper's own words, the dog doesn't understand that this is a work. Yeah. This dog thinks this is real. <laughs> like, and he's re- dude. He that dog was six inches from getting Tracy Smothers when Smothers ran up the aisle and got out of the ring. So that's all I'm saying, man. Uh, anyway, they finally get to the match. And by this point, I was like, <laughs> I was still thinking about the dog. By the way, you're talking about the, the dog stories. Jake Roberts has a terrible story from Matilda that he told on Piper's podcast. I've told this story on the show before. I even think I played it once. They with the hot dogs. Yeah, they gave the hot dog. They gave Matilda like chili dogs and hot dogs and <laughs> and the dog just sprayed the freaking hotel room full of shit and diarrhea. <laughs> and Jake says he could hear them coming back to the room. Coming back to the room that night, and they were drunk. You know, Davy Boy walks in room. Oh,
2: what the fuck, man! The fucking dog shit all over the place.
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: but they would, uh, they would do mean shit to Damien the Snake. They would throw like hot cigarette butts in the in the bag and the. Oh th- come
5: on!
3: <laughs> yeah, man. So, <laughs> they abused the Snake, so he abused the dog. That's messed up, bro. Okay. Any thoughts on the? You know, they don't. The pistols and Steiners don't go long here. Any thoughts on the match?
6: Tracy's uh, fantastic
3: with his his goofy Tracy shit, <laughs> like the
6: dancing <laughs> and all that stuff. He's awesome. I, I like the the lead into the hot tag. Um, you know, the pistols try to give uh, Rick Steiner a double clothesline. He ducks. Uh, they, they come back. You you figure the Rick's going to come back and hit the double Steiner line, but they duck that. So they they you know they, Rick comes off again and they're kind of like still like yeah we ducked we ducked his double close they they close eyes him in the back of the head so I like the, <laughs> the little re- misdirection there here it is right here yeah
3: yeah here it is that's why I went to it
6: oh there yeah. we go oh got yeah, him behind it, it so yeah that was nice leading into the hot tag but um yeah it was pretty good short like you Uh-oh. said but uh, yeah I got the job
3: done I don't know how to describe Tracy's. Comedy dancing. And I mean, he's not trying to be funny, but I guess he is. The thing when he puts his hands kind of in the air and he just starts shaking, it's like what the shit. Look at
6: this! Look, look at this powerbomb. He he lands basically on like, on his knees.
3: On his knees, yeah. Steve Armstrong, and then here comes the tilt a whirl. Steiners so damn strong, man. Yeah, it's unreal. Here's a top rope bulldog, one, two, three, and they win. Yeah. Steiner Brothers, that is. I, been <laughs> I ain't even been to Wyoming. I ain't even been to Wyoming. I'm sure they're nice people. And, uh, yeah, Steiners win the match. I mean, let's keep moving. So then from there, we go to the main event of the show, which is Larry Zbysko and Arn Anderson versus Ricky Steamboat with the Ninja and Barry Windham. I probably said this before on this show a million times. I hate when they do this in wrestling. Arn... Is tagging with Larry. Now I know they're in the same faction but Arn is one half of the world tag champions with Bobby Eaton so I just feel like Arn needs to tag with his tag team partner that he's champions with And so that was my biggest gripe just going into this you know um, yeah that's all I had to say. Uh, Crockett what do you think about this it's mind games they don't want to
6: give them the uh, the tag team champions so it's just going to be they'll give you one of the champions but not both of them it's they they're toying with uh, Ricky Steamboat and Barry Windham
3: and the ninjas out there looking <laughs> funny
6: <laughs> just
3: oh my yeah, god yeah okay just a guy i mean this just is worse guy. than tim horner as the, as the as the ninja man it's is uh,
4: the ninja yeah.
3: And then steamboat trying to put him over was hilarious in that promo. What's but, he do? Nothing. Uh, you're looking at it. He does chase uh, Polly
6: off at the end.
3: Yeah, I guess that's something. But yeah, Polly tries know. to interfere, and then the ninja kind of chases him yeah. off. Um. Any any note? I don't really have much from this. Uh, they kind of. You know, the heels do their thing, the faces do their thing, the heels bump for a steamboat. I mean, it's fine, but we all like we, your champions are not in there. That's my biggest gripe. So <laughs> Right.
6: This is kinda Whatever. this is kinda unique in that like the the shine for the baby faces was like seven minutes long. Like the, 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 the like they were on top yeah, of whole like, the whole match almost seven minutes of the match. And then like yeah. like the last two or three minutes where the where the heels finally took over.
3: Yeah. Which I mean, I guess that's fine. Like because again, I mean the baby faces should be I don't know. You can you can book it all kind of ways, but it's fine. The crowd was into it. It's just one of those things where it's like <laughs> This man just won the titles with somebody else. Why is he tagging with Larry? I get that they're in the same faction, but I'm going to stop repeating myself. Uh, There is a hot tag to Steamboat. Steamboat has all of them bumping on the outside. This is what Krakow was talking about a second ago. The ninja starts chasing Paulie around the ring, which is kind of funny once you see it. I forget at what point it happens, but it does happen. I'm like, oh, this is great. Uh, Steamboat is going to hit Larry Zbysko with his finisher, but the bell rings before the count. And then the rest of the Dangerous Alliance comes out to jump Steamboat and Windham. Sting and Dustin hit the ring uh, at the end, and the shit is hitting the fan as we go off air. Here's the ninja. Uh, I guess you see, this, call it running. See what happens Paulie. here. The, uh,
6: I think Paulie has the phone. I didn't know that at first. I couldn't really. I couldn't tell that he had the phone in his hand. So the they ring the bell when when you know Aaron makes the save for the pin, and I was confused. Jim Ross was confused, and. They went off the air with everybody still confused because they never really had an announcement because they you know they did the whole we're out of time that whole shit but yeah yeah they they see he covers he covers them and then Arne, uh Paulie left his phone behind when this whole thing happened and so so Arne has the phone in his hand here and
3: that's why the ref calls for the bell whatever. I missed that too until you said it yeah,
6: yeah.
4: pay attention Mike
3: I, I watched it a hundred times well I saw him with the phone right there but not at first. Like yeah, when he I first was first I, I
6: had to go back and watch it again. It's like what why did he disqualify him for just making the save? But yeah, he had the
3: Yeah, to Yeah, and like you said, the uh, crap's hitting the fan as we go off air, and uh that's uh that's how this episode is gonna end. So I guess we I guess Arn and Larry Zabisco get DQ'd. Again, here's the thing. If it's Eaton and Arn, they could have got DQ'd in the same way. It wasn't like it wasn't like Larry Zabisco was taking a pin here. I don't know, I'll stop. <laughs> uh, that's how we go off air. We need to rate it, hand out some Rolexes. I'm sorry, two awards. Uh, before we do so, remember the only way you can listen to the Super Brawl 2 pay-per-view review is by going to tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. That's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. A great way to not only support the show, but get tons of extra content. Over 400 plus Patreon exclusive shows are there to listen to or watch because uh, all the video versions are there as well that we do here. Uh, let's... Let's give out a, a rating first, uh, Crockett. I went first last week because it was your first time back in a while. What are you going to rate this thing?
6: Um, I mean, nothing really jumps out at you. Um, so I mean, it's I guess it's a pretty average show. So I guess I'll say C plus.
3: Steamboat didn't jump out at you cutting that promo for the Ninja. <laughs> the ninja. <laughs> what about Vinnie Vito? The
6: Ninja, but a yeah, Ninja no, jumped out at me in the wrong way.
3: Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, boy, this is tough. Um, I, I'll go C+, plus B-, minus, mm, in that's between That's nice. That. What are you going to get, Hopper?
4: i give it a C. It was an hour and a half.
3: Yeah, it was.
4: Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
3: yeah. So, uh, I got to give my 2-2 award to Rick Roode. I think his promo, along with Paul Lee, was the best thing on the show. There, there was some entertaining stuff, as we talked about, though. I mean, the goddamn dog, Arnold the dog, and chasing Tracy Smothers. I, I that That just... I watched that tons of times just thinking about that. That is just insane. Uh, but Crockett, who are you going to give your two, two war to?
6: Yeah, it was a rude and for me. Yeah.
3: Same for you. Hopper.
4: Yeah. That was a good promo.
3: It was, um, uh, and that's how we, uh, wrap this week's episode up. Crockett, i got to thank you again for doing the show and hanging with us late as your lights went out this week. Mm hmm. Um, so, yeah, you, Crockett will be back next week. I have not gotten the o- AOK from Doc. God damn. With his uh, <laughs> new sports and everything he's got going on. It's, uh, it's a shit show, but that's what BTT can be a lot of times, a shit show. As we uh, keep this thing going and we're in the eighth year of shows every week without missing one, unlike the WPAN. Oh, I'm sorry, Crockett, on an extended mm. hiatus. Hey, any new news on the next show with you and Malonis?
6: Uh, I think we're about the same place, especially. Well, now you got me booked, uh, you know, weeks out here. Who knows how know. that's gonna happen?
3: Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's hard when you're getting booked and you're on uh one of the greatest. Oh, I'm sorry, you're on the greatest Outlaw Muncho podcast on the planet. It's really hard to. You can't do your own shit, right? When when that happens. Exactly.
6: Yeah, I'd rather be it, here.
3: Yeah, I, I, of course you do. I mean, you know, <laughs> this is the bigger audience. Right. <sighs> I'm still mad at you for telling uh, Leo O'Connor that your favorite moment of WPAN was uh, interviewing Warbeard Hanson. You act like he's a big WWE star now or something. I don't don't know what the deal is there.
6: Yeah, he is. And, uh, you know, you're always number one in my heart.
3: Yeah, uh uh-huh. Lies. Um, All right, well, I guess we're going to get out of here. On that note, Hopper, you got anything? Or you want to hit the tagline, uh, the Relieve It Oh, that's nice. Let's go. Are you gonna relieve it or not?
4: Relieve it, bitch.